I'm jazzed. You're jazzed. Come on, everybody, get jazzed. Good day, jazz fans. 2016 is finally in the books. Although heartbreaking at times, we're looking forward to the new year and what Utah has to bring to the hardwood. So brace yourselves for 2017 and bring on the new year full of blocks, threes, and the playoffs. Thank you, everyone, for tuning into the one and only Jazz Notes podcast, where your opinion matters and your opinion is talked about on the show. You know, we have a ton of stuff to go over, so let's just go ahead and get started. You know, since we had our last podcast, the Jazz have improved their record to 24-16. and 16. They had some crucial losses to teams that I, they can, they could have beaten. But uh, they're sitting right where I thought, I mean, better than I thought they were going to be. Right behind the Clippers, uh, and the Clippers, their record is 27-14. and 14, and, and tied with the Thunder with the same record, 24-16. and 16. The Jazz currently are tied for the fifth spot with the Thunder, at in in the whole in the whole west so that's it's awesome for the jazz we have not seen that and they're going to go to the playoffs there's no doubt about no doubt about that the grizzlies are hanging there at seventh in the seventh spot right behind the thunder with a record of 24 and 17 so what i said a a couple weeks ago in our last show about the thunder kind of hanging with the jazz and they're kind of going to be a little little bit of a rival this year with which spot they're going to go for is kind of turning out to be exactly right. And the Grizzlies might be able to make a push at the end to see, to kind of compete with that as well. So, but we're on the right track. We're on the track to uh, being in the playoffs. And that's what we wanted. That's what our goal was this year for this team. And that's what they said their goal was too, is to make the playoffs, get uh, get Utah, get Salt Lake City that playoff basketball again. Because, you know, it brings so much revenue. It brings so much excitement to this great city and you know what? That's what we need because Salt Lake City is awesome, and we need to share that to the world. But uh, I always, I also wanted to talk about the all-star voting process because we're in the midst right now of all the all-star voting, and it's kind of changed this year. The USA Today website came out with an article not too long ago entitled, and the NBA makes major changes to the all-star voting format. Now, if any of you aren't aware of how they vote this year, I guess it says fans will make up 50% of the vote, and NBA players and media will each comprise 25% of the vote. So the media gets 25% of the vote, the players get 25% of the vote, and the fans get 50 Now, to me, as a fan of a, of a small market team in the Jazz, I kind of worry about that because the Jazz have Gobert and Hayward who deserve to be on that team, but is being a small market team going to affect that because 50% of that vote is the fans? Are they, are the fans, and we honestly, we need to step it up as fans and start voting for our players on our team because our, without us, the the rest of the nation isn't aren't isn't going to vote for you know, lowly Hayward and lowly Gobert, which they're not lowly. They're freaking amazing. But they don't know that. I'm sure there's some smart people out there that 
will vote for the right people. But I can just see people voting for Curry or, you know, just the, the or LeBron or, you know. I mean, of course, LeBron is in the East, but you know what I mean. So it kind of worries me with that. But let's hope and let's hope we can get our t- our uh, our all our our all stars in the mix right up there. So and hopefully we can see them play in that game come All Star break. You know what? Before we go on, I want to introduce to you guys our new fan insider. His name's Daniel West. I call him Dan West. Look him up on Facebook. He is a great mind in NBA. And the Utah Jazz has been a Utah Jazz fan all his life as well. And he's going to bring some awesome questions, awesome points to our show here on the Patch and Park Show as well as Jazz Notes. And Daniel West comes out with a great question to start off his, his tenure here at Jazz Notes and the Patch and Park Show saying this question on Facebook. Shelvin Mack has been a controversial player so far this season. What is your opinion of his role with the team? Your response may be a point of discussion in the future show, which it is, and that it's right now. That's that time. My opinion on Mack, it kind of goes towards this trade deadline thing. I know the Jazz probably aren't going to do anything with Mack at the deadline. They're going to wait until his contract's up and just not sign him again. Just kind of let him go. And it's sad because Mack has has come out and said, I mean, he's had a hard time in the NBA. He's been on many teams. He has been a free agent, an unemployed free agent at that, trying to find work in the NBA. But he managed to to do that. And, you know, Shelvin Mack is a great, I think he's a great third-string point guard for if you do have heavy injuries, he he can then take on the role as a backup point guard. But right now, he's being asked to do a lot. A lot that I don't, frankly, I don't think he's used to be used to doing. And last year he kind of did that as well. But now that we have Hill, where where is his spot on the team, especially when they're healthy? Well, we've got your opinion, and Jordan Hicks come out comes out and says, Shelvin Mack has a few positives and a few negatives. His role is way too large right now, and it is not a result of solid play, rather as a, a result of injury. Is he better than Neto? Yes. Is he better than Exum? Unfortunately, yes. His plus and minus is a bit better than Exum so far this year, so Quinn Snyder is justified in playing him. Which he's, it, Jordan, you make a great point there. Exum hasn't, hasn't really shown us much, and it's sad because he's, he was our, our first-round lottery pick, and because of that injury year with Exum, it was... His development's kind of slow, but he's still young. We can still see, hopefully, that greatness come out of him. But Neto really hasn't showed much either. And since Hill has been out, we've needed both Neto and Mac to play. But he plays he plays Mac over Neto. And in my opinion, I think Neto should be playing over Mac. I think Mac should be the third string point guard when injured. When not, he might he might be the fourth four-string point guard, so, or the fourth-string point guard, so, but Bradley, Brad Ferguson comes out and says, my biggest thought on him is whether he deserves to be in our playoff rotation or not when it comes time. I think he's a fringe player for that position if we stick with an eight or nine in the rotation. Super true, Brad. 
that's one of my biggest concerns as well is because, face it, the Jazz are going to make the playoffs this year. But does Mac fit on a playoff team? My answer is no. I, I'm sorry. I, I don't think he should be in, in our eight or nine rotation, man rotation in the playoffs. He's not good enough. He, in my opinion, he's a liability on the court. There's so many times where he'll just, I mean, like Exum, but he'll, I mean, his turnover ratio is horrible. It seems like every time he has the ball, he's wild with it. I'm just not a fan of Mr. Mack. But we've got our fan insider, Daniel West. He uh, chimes in. He says, here's my take. Shelvin Mack is a good guy. But he's not talented enough to be better than third string. Quinn Snyder didn't have much of choice other than to play him when all those guards were injured. But now that they're back, I would like to see him less I would like to see him get less playing time and even more, or even maybe a couple DNPs. I'm with Brad, meaning Brad Ferguson. An eight and nine man rotation is ideal, consisting of the following players. And he goes on and makes a point of the players that he thinks he should go. And let me look it up here. He's got a good point with the players that need to play. Hill and Exum. Hood, Burks, Ingles, Hayward, Johnson, Ingles, which I agree. I think Johnson's a, a great backup for Hayward. Favors, Dial, Gobert, Favors, and Withy. That should be our team, and that is our healthy, our healthy rotation. And I'm hoping, I mean, we have that right now, but I'm hoping we can keep that come playoff time because that's going to that's going to help us immensely with the grind of playoff basketball. You know what? We we forgot what playoff basketball feels like. They forgot what playoff basketball feels like. We've got to get that back here in Salt Lake City in Utah. But you know what? It'll come. Just be patient. We'll find it. But you know what? Caleb West brings up probably the most major point in this discussion or in any jazz discussion whatsoever saying let's get to the real issue does gordon hayward have the best hair in the in the nba <laughs> you know what i might have to agree with you but iman schumpert has got a a beastly beastly flat top i don't know if anyone can top that that's my opinion Make sure you share your opinions, guys. Remember, this is the Jazz Notes podcast where your opinion matters. Your opinion is on the show. You know, we're the only podcast that actually shares your opinion, word of mouth, on a podcast. So make sure to listen in. But you know what, guys? That's what we have for today. We will have another podcast next week. And hopefully, maybe see if we can get um, some people on the on the on the show, so you can hear from you guys. So I'm Park Flood. You've been listening to Jazz Notes podcast. Have a good day.